There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Okay, it's 6.34 here in the morning sickness. And uh, off we go from the comforts of my own couch in a small game room area uh, far, far away from society. Uh, uh, we are ready to go once again. Can't see them, but there they are. They're all in the room doing their thing and enjoying their... How was your weekend? How did everybody else do? Did anyone do anything good? Worried about the COVID the entire time? Everybody tested and did their thing? Uh, I haven't tested. I was going to test again today. You haven't tested yet, you jackass? No, no, no. I tested once. I tested once, and I got the negative, but that wasn't good enough for anybody here either. No, I don't understand that. They just want you to keep testing until well, you get because, positive. Well, uh, because it's like you said. It's <laughs> it's like it depends on when you had first symptoms. It depends on when you noti- yeah. notified us and all this. So no, it's, yeah. it's like, well, you didn't do it right. You're, once John tells you that he has it, then you count yeah. five days. Yeah, because we went the day afterwards, yeah. and, and they're and like, it like, doesn't matter. I'm like, it doesn't oh, matter. It cost okay, me 100 well, bucks, good. but It's peace of mind for me. Yeah, here's my advice, too, for everybody. Uh, vaccinated people will be fine. And people who are not vaccinated don't care. Which is so why you, that's our company's policy. Right. Now. I was surprised so, that we were in. But bottom line, is, yeah, you guys get to go in because you're vaccinated. So they're fine. And the people who aren't vaccinated don't care. And that's fine. So right. if, you start, if you start getting symptoms, just lie about it. Don't go in with, you know, call and go, I don't feel so great. I got a headache. And then if they're like, you have to get a COVID test. Whatever the test results are, just lie. Lie and start going back to work. Like Brady said, what if I'm positive? Like, just don't say anything to anyone. Everyone that is at work is vaccinated. We'll be all. We'll all be fine. And uh, and then the people who are uh, are not, they don't care anyway. They won't be at work after right. a few weeks anyway. If that's Ooh, the case, that doctor I talked to sure was mad because he's like, the only reason you're not allowed to do anything is because you got to protect the unprotected. Because you just never know right. what's going to happen. I'm right. like, I don't care. I, I'm not in the business of of caring about people's health who are you know who are taking it upon themselves to yeah. do whatever they want. I'm fine with that. Do whatever you want. That's the best part of the whole thing. It's like do whatever you want. But if you know, uh, I have a friend uh, who also was wildly against all the medicine and stuff. And when they pulled the ventilator out of his mouth and got him back to good a week later, and he's still dealing with it. A week later, it's like I I was wrong, and that's fine. You you know, you find out you're wrong. That's it. But yeah, just highly recommend to avoid the hassle of the sales department coming to your house and making sure you get all your commercials done when you don't feel good. <laughs> Highly recommend just lying about it and then just going into the office because we don't have, I think we've got maybe two or three people that aren't shot, right? I think there's, yeah, I think there might be I three guess. total. Okay, so of those three people, none of them care if they get it or not, which is fine because they, you know, more than likely are right that they'll get it, it'll pass right through them, and they'll be good. Maybe they're busy, John. You know, Whatever. Getting, getting the shot. Don't care. It's just, there's a lot Don't going care. on since but March. This was, it's wildly inconvenient. That's all it is. So I yeah. highly recommend just like if you start feeling a little bit sick, just lie. Lie about it and show up because otherwise you go in. And by the by, and this isn't a shot at anybody at our work. No one has any idea what to do. I've heard that I'll be out for 14 days. I've heard I can come back tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I've Jesus. heard I can do whatever I want. 
Uh, initially, when I first said that I had the positive test. Because that's what test, you're going to do. Yeah, you're going to do that anyway. <laughs> you're going <gonna, laughs> to do it anyway. Uh, initially, <laughs> I do whatever I want because I don't listen to anybody. Ever. Which is why I'm sitting here at my house with a stupid microphone. Because I don't listen. Uh, but the... Uh, uh, yeah, so you get 70,000, 80,000 people that are going to end up having it in your office eventually anyway. Uh, just lie about it. But yeah, I, it's, it's, it's miserable to try, to try to figure out the protocols and everything. Nobody knows. When I first said that I had it, the first report was the building's closed. Right. Like that was what I heard. Okay, every, everybody has to stay home. You've been in contact with just about everybody in this building. You've been around. The building's closed. And then the next five minutes, they're like, oh, no, no, wait. There's new, there's new rules that nobody has to go home so long as they got in the shot. And, and then, one turned around in their cars. Come back. I know. And everybody's like, oh, crap. <laughs> the best one is trying to uh, find out whether or not you can get your commercials done uh, somehow or another. I, I've, I'm serious. There are a few people at work that revealed themselves as just uh, check chasers. And I'm fine with that. But check chasers exist. Don't you dare include, I hope you're doing well or how are you feeling, any symptoms, and then throw in the... Are you going to be able to get that thirty second spot in by Friday? I've got a lunch. Right, lead with that. Would you? Yeah, yeah. would you? Just, lead with it instead. Just no. Don't even get into. Just only business. Yeah. Don't pretend about anything else other than I need that commercial done by noon because I've got a lunch and I want to get out of here early. Don't 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 bother me with the the false. I hope you're okay. I, I, you don't, and I'm fine with you not. I, I, it doesn't bother me. But also understand that I'm probably going to say, Nah, I'm not going to do it. But they dropped all this equipment off at my house because of uh, commerce and commercials. <laughs> and it's hilarious because it's like, if, I swear to you, I'm convinced that there would be people at the hospital. They're like, we have to put a tube down John's throat. He can't breathe. Wait, There wait, would wait. be people. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Can we mic the tube up at all? Can he still read? Because we got to get those commercials in. It's, Barry it's, H. That, Miller. That's been radio's knock for years is that if, uh, if Hitler... Uh, said, hey, I got some advertising money. We'd do it. <laughs> like, you know, it is, there's a bit of Juku going on. We got to start thinking about maybe this Doc, guy's got. Doc, know. here's 10 pages of copy. Can we get 10 yeah. minutes with the guy, please? <laughs> right before you put that just, in his throat. Just he's still got some right. words. How many words do you think he's got? Because I only need him to read like 600. How many words are left? It's we'll John Holberg on my yeah. deathbed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just, you know, could you get a little more energy in that? So. It was fun. I do have a, uh, this is fun. So through it all, I'm not allowed to do or help or leave the house at all. Can't do a thing. Like, right. you know, you're just, just out of the courtesy is what it's called courtesy to the people that email and say, this thing's nothing. I've had it. I live your life, dude. Yeah. All right. But it's called courtesy. So as a positive tester, I, I quarantined up the way I'm supposed to and just being courteous to other people, mainly people who don't. I uh, want to participate in the whole thing. I don't want God. I'd feel terrible if my positive test. I was cavalier about it and ended up spreading it to somebody who didn't get the shot and they had a bad reaction. And like our friend Brady, uh, yours more than mine, uh, Mikey, who passed away because he was very adamant about never getting the shot and uh, it it took his life. Yeah. And his brother was a guy who's like begging him to get that shot before because why wouldn't you? Anyway, so I can't help. Uh, Megan's parents don't travel well. Uh, they don't do it much. They, they, uh, her dad doesn't like airplanes, so he'll occasionally fly. Uh, and, uh, they just don't do travel well. They're, they're very, um, I, I'll say confused by airports. And that evidently trickles down to the rest of their offspring. <laughs> so they went and visited, um, Megan's brother in New Mexico and then came back yesterday and Megan was supposed to pick them up at the airport. Well, I don't know if you guys saw, there were suspicious packages at the Terminal 4, uh, somewhere between like 10 a.m. and 1 p.m., and they kind of closed the entire thing. All the freeway exits were shut down. Everything was closed. So Megan has to go pick her parents up right as this is starting. So uh, Steeler game starts at 11. I'm you know watching all alone. Normally have the people over. Got none of that going on. I got the whole thing set up as if people were going to come. Crank just it. Have, oh, it's, it. The system is bumping. I'm doing the sound <laughs> effects. Everything's great. Just get a little sense of normalcy for me. So uh, phone rings. Or first I get a text of a picture of traffic. And underneath it, I always read Megan's emails. What's this? I'm like, well, it's traffic. It looks like traffic to me. I think that'll happen sometimes when you're on the road. <laughs> Why? I'm like, I am... 
I am not the one in it. I don't know. So <laughs> what do you think's going on? Got no idea. A few seconds later. I've been in this stupid traffic for an hour. What's happening? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to miss the whole game. I'm like, okay. So it turns out that somebody leaves a suspicious package at the airport, and they've, they've locked it up. So they guide her out. So she calls her parents and says, I can't pick you up where I dropped you off. I have to. And they're like, we'll just wait here. This is at like 11 a.m. Uh, so they, they aren't moving. They're like, we don't understand the airport. We're going to stand where you dropped us off. If we start wandering around, we'll get lost. This whole thing's a nightmare. So Megan calls me, well, what do I do? And I'm like, I don't know where you, I don't know where you are. I'm on the 202. And uh, wait a minute. No, I'm on University and 40th Street. I'm like, That's, wow, that is a drastic <laughs> difference from what? 202. Yeah. How did you get on the other side of the airport? They, they funneled me over. Like, all right, well, I don't know what to tell you. Hangs up the phone. Got to go all calls the way around. Power loop, a good power calls loop. Calls me back a few minutes later. What do I do? Like, where are they? I'm like, they are at the airport. I <laughs> am at home. <laughs> you are in a car looking for them. Like, this is this is sort of only going to work so long as you put your mind to finding these people. You are now Gollum, and they are the ring. And so, uh, so she, uh, and now it's twelve thirty. I've gotten about seven or eight calls. Twelve thirty rolls around. It's an hour and a half. These two people are standing, probably next <laughs> next to the suspicious package. Maybe so still in their movement that they've become a suspicious package. <laughs> so uh, Megan's driving around. To get another call. Now I'm over on like twenty four. And then uh, I'm like, I, I can't help you. The, uh, one o'clock, quarter to one. Door swings open to the house. Megan comes in, and I'm like, did you get him? Now I have to pee. Goes to the bathroom. <laughs> drove all the way home to pee. And then... What do I do? I'm like, get your parents. Somehow or another, I became like... I don't know how I did this. I'm like, get your parents to walk through that giant SkyTrain tunnel and try to grab the SkyTrain commuter train over to the parking lot that's on like 44th Street. And I said Van like Buren. Washington, it's, yeah. it's Washington. Yeah. I said Van Buren because I got it screwed up. They'll never find it. I'm like, oh, it's a humongous tunnel in <laughs> Terminal train. Four with the word <laughs> "sky train." I mean, how can you how can you not marvel at the phrase "sky train" anyway? You're gonna notice the sky train. I mean, if it was the soul train, it would be less noticeable than sky train. So uh, finally, uh, she gets the thing and. Uh, like gets tells him you got to go to the sky train and then she said it will be um you got to you walk over there and then somehow or another I figure that out so i get another call how will they know what train to get them I, there's one train and <laughs> one if you line. If, it, if it goes all the way to the end and they miss their it's going back so just have them listen for the 44th street exit that's the all it, it just bounces it's it's a perpetual motion back and forth machine it's not going to go t- take a right the driver isn't going to lose his mind and take him to cottonwood it's not happening so uh, they figure all that out. And then because I said Van Buren, nobody knew what to do. So it was on Washington. So this thing goes on for literally an, a flight from Albuquerque to Phoenix, which is an hour and 10 minutes. They stood at that airport from about 1045 until 2. <laughs> oh, all right. So taxis out running. The, everything shut down. I will say this, like looking online and stuff, they shut the whole thing down, freeways, yeah. all the exits to the freeways. Um, I did suggest Uber, and the response Megan's dad gave was, I don't know how Uber works. And I was like, well, can, you, can anybody... F-? And then Megan's like, can you call my parents? And I'm like, what am I going to do? Different- well, you can walk them through the airport. And I'm like, why can't they ask people who work at the airport to walk them through the airport? What? But it got weird. So then the best part of the whole thing was uh, Megan came back. She doesn't even know she said this. And I laughed for 20 minutes when she walked by. And she said, I said, everybody's home. Yep, we got them back. I'm like, that was an ordeal. That their, their one-hour trip was a four-hour nightmare. And, uh, and she goes, everyone was fine. And she goes, but I hate that airport with every fiber in my being. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that might be my favorite phrase of all time. <laughs> Every it is a fiber, magical bean. It is a magical bean. I hate the airport with every fiber in my bean. And I just, when the door closed and I laughed, like, this is great. This is just fantastic. But yeah, I don't know what, did they ever find out what the package was? 
I didn't see anything. About it was it. something from uh, Albuquerque. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. I told him. I said, "Look, your parents in your, your their unwillingness to move from their spot has made them the package. Like they're the ones that people are like. That's weird. Those people are just standing there for hours on end. I, I would call that in if somebody was just standing there. It's like those those two have been there for for two hours now and haven't <laughs> haven't budged and un, unwilling to recognize that this is a disaster. But yeah, but uh, yeah, people who don't do airports well don't do them well. I didn't." Uh, the only thing I saw yesterday was suspicious package found. There were helicopters. There was uh, full freeway closures. If you were trapped in it, you know. It was a complete mess. But then no follow-up. Yeah, AZ Family doesn't have anything on it. I mean, they have no. it, but there's, yeah, there's, no, there's no ending. There, uh, like there's literally yeah. nothing. Uh, it was probably some guy who forgot his bag. But that's how they had to shut the whole thing down. Uh, and they kept telling everybody, like, there's a thing you can, AZ, uh, the airport has a deal on their Twitter or whatever that says you can go to the sky train. The sky train is like, uh, that was frustrating because I've all this to get people to ride the sky train, just to do the sky train, yeah. leave bags laying all over. It doesn't make any sense, but that's going to be our, uh, our next couple of weeks because, uh, next week, of course, Thanksgiving and they're willing to like, they're on high alert. Something what it told me was they're on high alert. Something is something we don't know is floating around in the rumor mill for them to take a suspicious package and shut down the 202, the, the 143, the 153, the 10, all the exits, everything through the airport was shut down. You uh, wonder for, if sometimes it would be uh, a trial, like a training session that they wouldn't test? tell you about. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you who failed it. Megan. Yeah. <laughs> But she found her way home to pee, which I found fascinating. I, that was like, of all the places, like you're down at University and 40th Street, no freeways, and she managed to work her way back past all the closures to get up here to pee. Amazing. Yeah, all but, the airport says is that as of 12.35 p.m., the situation was resolved. Yeah. And no other was, details uh, forthcoming. That was trying to get people home. So about one 1.30, everything was all all good. It was it was a disaster. My phone rang twenty five times of me trying to guide people through an airport that I wasn't in. Well, how do they know where the SkyTrain goes? I have no idea. I assume SkyTrain has employees, and then you go and ask them questions. Man, if about that's not SkyTrain. an existential question for everybody that goes to the airport, <laughs> yeah. just how do we go anywhere? How, how do does- you do anything? <laughs> how does anything actually happen? What is up? Does it actually happen? But then I told her, I'm like, I, and she goes, I'm sorry I bothered you with all that. I'm like, I just wish that of all the all of you guys, uh, that somebody would have just taken the reins and said, I got this. Instead of like, I mean, <laughs> well, you have anxiety, too, about stuff. I'm like, I know. And the airport causes your anxiety. But come on. Your parents have to be better. They have to be better at, at getting from at being cooperative. They wouldn't move. Like she, the best part, she goes, I should have just stood my ground and parked the car and let them walk to me. I'm like, yeah, that would have been good, but hindsight. But the fun part was is that they refused. They got dropped off a couple days ago in one spot, and they were not leaving that spot. Remember where all. this is. Man. Yeah, that was where they were going to stand and did for hours. At all Amazing. ages, John, adulting is hard. Adulting. <laughs> It, it Looks like get somebody else is in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the, yeah. And then you can just feel that pressure of two people standing in one spot and you can't get to them. <laughs> and they refuse to mobilize. They refuse to go anywhere to help you out. But then finally they figured out that SkyTrain thing. I'd have, never, I'd have never figured that out if it wasn't for you telling us of SkyTrain. I'm like, yeah, SkyTrain is <laughs> what? It's the it's magic savior. Yeah, and then SkyTrain. You need is- to start an advertising <laughs> campaign for awareness. Yeah. Uh, my mom, uh, yeah. my mom and dad. If that scenario had happened, it would have been home in about you know an hour maybe delay, mm-hmm. and I'd hear I could just picture my mom going, "Your father met someone named Muhammad, and he gave us a ride." <laughs> right. Yeah, your dad would have befriended. Hey, it's an opportunity to make new friends. Assalamu alaikum, friend. How are you? <laughs> Yeah, I have no clue the, uh, like, I, I don't know what I would do in that. I know I would frustrate myself into just walking home. I could have walked from the airport to my house in less than three hours. And I know that they're, you know, they're not in that position to do that, but I would have done it. Or 
And then, and then the the best thing was the uh, I'm like, did they? Why don't they get a cab if they don't know how Uber works? Why don't they get a cab? And then uh, Megan said, "Oh, those lines—they'd be waiting forever." I'm like, uh, they're standing in one <laughs> yeah. spot for two and a half hours. What's the difference? <laughs> half hour wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were going to have to wait in line for at least twenty twenty five minutes. That's awful. Okay, so st- stationary, non bipedal human behavior is better than the cab line. They don't want to get in that smelly cab. Uh, I suppose you're right. <laughs> <laughs> John, I knew that was Megan. She came into the Circle K on the 202 in university, but I'm talking about like the East Mesa 202 (laughs) and asked where the airport was. I just simply told her, hey, you know what? Follow those planes in the sky. (laughs) Oh, would have killed her if she was over in Mesa at that one because you asked where the airport is. The guy would have just thrown a massive curveball, 12 to 6 her and said, which airport? Because he's too close to the other one in Mesa now. And there's more than one. Oh, no. It would have been a disaster. But yeah, the the cab line, that's ridiculous to get into that. You know how long you have to wait for that? We'll stand here for two hours and wait for our daughter to figure it out. And then Megan got really frustrated because her mom butt-dialed her. And in the middle of the butt-dial, she heard her mom talking to some lady going, our daughter is extremely lost right now, so we're going to be standing here for a while. I am not lost! I am not lost! I know exactly where I am! (laughs) Complete airport helplessness. Brewing every direction. Oh, because she is. She can't find the big box in the middle of the city where the planes live. It's too hard. It's. It was. Uh, it was pretty great. But there I was, and the third quarter rolls around a little bit towards the. Oh, actually started on that riveting game. Oh, that I, I. I'd have rather stood in front of an airport and gotten no ride home than watch that pile of garbage again. Just awful. And then uh, yeah, I've been going back and forth with my friend uh, Chris about how terrible Mason Rudolph actually is. I had hope for Mason Rudolph when he was younger, but he's shown nothing like the Steelers' backup quarterback. He's got zero skills, and he's terrible. But, of course, I have the rose-colored glasses friend Chris Gutero, who, who just still thinks it's, it's hopeful. But if you throw a ball 50 times, 50 times for 220 yards, you're a horrible quarterback. There's like You're just <laughs> terrible at football. And then have the nerve to say something's wrong with the Chiefs' offense. Please. But, uh, yeah, it's been going. So I just keep saying, I don't know how. I, honestly, and this is true, after watching yesterday's game, I don't know how the Detroit Lions or Mason Rudolph, especially Mason Rudolph, I don't know how he can throw a football considering all the flies that surround him since he's just a big pile of feces. There's no possible <laughs> way that I'd be able to get a pass off with that. And then uh, Colt McCoy, also a fly-covered pile wow. of feces. Uh, he's a, uh, that poor guy's hurt, but the Cardinals were... A mess. And you know what's funny? It was all good last week, John. Colt McCoy was a savior. It was backup weekend. It was. I I didn't think uh, Murray was going to hit the field again after McCoy's. Well, no, he's (laughs) a star. He's clearly the man. But I found it odd that Cam Newton's first professional game was here, and he erupted. If you remember, his very first game as a pro was against the Cardinals. He He broke the rookie record for passing, and he was unreal. And then he comes back his first game with Carolina, after coming back to them three days ago, was against the Cardinals, and he two plays, two touchdowns. The guy was a monster. He uh, ran one, car- threw one, he, and and he only played like ten snaps, and the first two were touchdowns. He was pretty unreal. So yeah. the Cardinals, Cardinals took a beating. The Buccaneers took a step back. I don't know. Like this is the worst year for all the gambling apps to come into my life because all it's right. impossible. Okay. To try to figure this out. My gut feeling yesterday, I said it all week, and I don't know if you posted all the picks from Thursday, Toledo, did I you? I hope not. I did not. It had to be a goose egg. For, well, I goose I egged only because of the tie. My right. upset of the week was right. the Lions. Yeah, my lock of the week of was picks. the Lions. My, and it was before Ben. I just knew after that Monday night game against the Bears, the Steelers were going to crap the bet against the Lions. I, all my picks were, I picked the Cardinals to win and the Lions to lock, the Lions to upset, and the Lions to beat my Steelers. And they, I lost three of them on a tie, on a missed extra point. The Lions technically won that game. So uh, football was really I was bad. 0 for 8 on bets. I, I think I'm 0 for to, as well. Yeah, I, I got didn't smoked. hit FanDuel, and uh, I got the Cardinal game right. I know that much. That's the only one? Yep. Well, because yeah. yeah. I called it. Yeah, I think you were the only one, though. We all yep. took Cardinal, yeah. Yeah, I don't know who would have taken Carolina. My only other bet would have been Minnesota, because I thought they'd beat the Chargers. I just didn't have the guts to pull the trigger on it. So the ones that I don't have courage on, they I'm, uh, yeah, those are the killers, and then the ones I actually do have bets on. But yeah, lost my bet yesterday, and put it even in as the FanDuel bet of the week, 
uh, that the Lions would cover. And w- or that was a money line bet, ten dollar money line bet oh, that the Lions would win. At least and gotten the points and covered. Shouldn't that be a push? The tie? Yeah. Oh, you mean on the money line? Yeah, they should just give my money back, right? Uh, oh, they return. It is. It is a void bet. Yeah, there you go. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. You so technically, I didn't lose ten dollars in the weekly bets, boys. Okay, all right. We'll put the ten dollars back in your account. I did. I didn't know a tie Again, is Britain. a void. <laughs> I'm like Mush from uh, from oh. Bronx Tale <laughs> when, it comes to, when it comes to the FanDuel bets. You are going the wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. Way. Yeah, that's not good. And uh, I just got an alert that another person from Astro World has passed away. Yeah, so at eleven, yeah, the nine-year-old kid. Good God, how many people are sitting in hospital beds because of Astro World? Uh, are there still like are there more people that we're going to hear about? I thought there was seventeen that were transported to the hospital. That's what I thought. I saw. I don't, I don't a, know uh, if that means life-threatening or not, but I saw a knee-jerk uh, news story talking about how. Uh, Concerts like that, uh, they'll limit them to like 10,000 people, and then everything else will be virtual. What? Yeah, so they have a new technology now where you can, uh, you can like kind of hologram yourself in through a screen. That's dumb. With, and see, like, so let's say you have a friend who lives in uh, like Columbus. Brady's got buddies in Columbus, and you guys want to go see um, uh, Dina Menzel or whatever. Yeah. Because that's favorite. what I guess you, you guys. You guys would probably because well, Kirby wants to go see the Disney singer. So if Kirby wants it, Kirby gets it. So uh, you have a friend in Columbus who wants to go too, and the whole show is in Dallas. That you can actually virtually go, like put on the Oculus. Yeah, it is. It's and Oculus you're at, and you're in the concert. You're in the yep, and you're crowd. at the at the facility. That'd be pretty at, cool. Would it to who? <laughs> I think maybe the first time you do it, you'd say, oh, "Okay, that was cool," but did you feel well, like you're really there but what about the band as far as what oh the reaction of the crowd Well, there's no crowd well 10 if you're saying there's 10,000 people if they do that but if they have 10 and it's i mean if you can pull 10 and then have a nationwide desire to be in the uh, the virtual crowd it would be weird i don't think that that's going to be but they said that that you know we can't have 50,000 people in one place ever again like that uh, for this very reason, like we, these are look as as bad as the Astro World thing is, it's fairly isolated that these events occur. I mean, everybody's like, "Oh, what happened with the Who and the Rolling Stones?" I'm like, "This were 50 years yeah. ago." We don't imagine have how a- many mosh pits we've had over the years. Oh, Ozfest, oh, yeah. Slipknot, yeah. for as often so, as U-Fest. all of our U-Fests, yeah, yep. yeah. As often as we're cramming people into one space, it it's pretty isolated that it gets out of hand. You know that that we we have trampolings. I, I don't. You don't hear a lot about trampolings. No. In the news. So and there's concerts constantly. So I'm yeah. I'm not so sure. But they were talking about it on the news of late uh, Sunday night. I'm watching and they were like, "Well, what do we do about this?" And then they of course brought in the technology aspect of concerts don't ever need to be, uh, you know, with people if we really don't want to. Like the poor the poor bands. Although, as we've discovered, the uh, there are, there are bands who I'd rather uh, be virtual for than others, uh-huh. uh, especially if they're going to piss on the people in the crowd. Yes. <laughs> and a woman peeing is gross because they've got to do that thing with their index finger and their middle finger yeah. to make that spray happen. What's the name of the brass? Brass sh- Against. Brass Against, which is a band that does cover songs with brass instruments. Yep. And supposedly they're good. I haven't heard it because... When you say brass instruments, I start running the other way. I'm not interested in hearing people play uncool. I like uh, individual trumpet. I like. Uh, I don't want to hear a brass band playing rock songs ever. Like maybe one, but I'm not going to go. But and, and I certainly didn't expect this story to come out of a brass band. But the lead singer started to tell everybody, "One of you mother effers is getting pissed on tonight, and you're going to come up on stage and get pissed on." Like okay. And uh, then they do another song, and then she's getting a little out of hand. And then, sure enough, somebody actually does kind of volunteer for it, and she follows through, and right there on the stage, pees all over a guy's face. <laughs> and uh, then the band had to like everybody's like that wasn't necessarily something we expected her to do. Sophia Urista, yeah, Sophia Urista pisses all over a guy, and then says uh, uh, good night. They close the show, and the band has to put out a statement, which is absolutely hilarious, and it's kind of that 
this doesn't really represent us. <laughs> uh, we, we, she got a little out of hand, we think, maybe, is the way that this went. We're not sure. We, uh, we think this is something she should. Whoa, Jesus, my phone just went nuts. Maybe but, they said, yeah. that's so effing brass, man. Yeah, it's awesome. But, yeah, I, I don't know. If you say you're going to pee on a crowd member, you're committed. You do it. You, you, yeah, if you do it multiple times, you, you're pretty much committed to the whole aspect of, yeah, this is something that's going to happen. Here's the other thing. If you watch the video, the guy, oh, I mean, he definitely uh, uh, was volunteering for a while. He, I think he was yelling, pick me, pick me. So he gets picked and then lays down, takes the whole spray. Then he gets up and cups it with his hands and puts uh, more into the audience. Oh. Uh, you see him spit take too out of the mouth. Oh, I, I, I didn't listen. Brutal. As soon as he allowed her to kind of squat over him, he was yeah. committed at that point. He, he was. There's no going back at that point. Yeah, you're, you're done, done hey, dude. No. You're yeah. done. Two I don't them, care the, if it was pre-prepared yeah. or not. The guy did it. Yeah. The two of them got in too deep and had to follow through. Yeah, at this point, it's like other. it's it's like faking a seizure. You gotta come. You can't just get up and go. I'm fooling around, folks. It's. It's the same thing like uh, Rachel Dolezal, Jesse Smollett. They, they started to talk, and the next thing you know, it was like, oh, God, I've got to keep this up. Here's the band's Twitter, which is great. It said, we had a great time last night at Welcome <laughs> but... to Rockville. At Welcome to Rockville. Um, Sophia got carried away. That's not, something, <laughs> that's not something the rest of us expected. And it's not something you'll see again at our shows. Thanks for bringing it last night, Daytona. Yeah, that's yep. the one so, that they deleted, yeah. I think, because then they had to do a follow-up after that. They deleted, um, I forgot, it was another part of it that oh, okay. they got, out, got rid of it. But, uh, you know, there's a chance, because I guess they're invited to uh, open for Tool on select days. Oh, awesome. Maynard, wow. That's something yeah, I want to see. Well, that's the a best little part too is, bouncy for Tool, though. Evidently, there was a guy in the crowd who had a can on his head, and in the middle of the show, she said, get my man with the can on his head ready, because... <laughs> We're going to bring him on stage, and I'm going to piss in this mother effer's mouth. What's it like bozo buckets the, or what? Yeah, exactly. And the rest of, <laughs> and the, rest of the, uh, the band's like, oh, Sophia's being silly. I'm serious, you guys. Get me that guy. Let's do this. And uh, she did it, and she finished. The man scooped some of the liquid on the stage and threw it out into the audience. Uh, and then she said, security, get him the F out of here. Get the F out of here, man. We're done. <laughs> Like, she enjoyed the experience, and then, well, you can't stick around. We're not friends. Uh, and then, but the whole thing is in a video, if you're interested in watching that. But again, if somebody says, I'm going to piss on you, like, Take multiple times, start, start taking that seriously. At a certain point, don't, don't dare them, because when they do, yeah. they do. They're on and another level with, with, than you just by uh, attempting it, by saying, no, I would by allow it. it. Right, I would allow it virtually. I think that would be fun to have a. <laughs> you'd, you'd hologram yourself in for I, that. I would very gladly climb on stage if it wasn't actually going to get on me. But <laughs> so, what's worse, this or L seven? The L seven, yeah. no yeah, question. I agree, and, but... I, and you're and you say it, and you make it so we have to tell people what that is. <laughs> the lead singer of L seven is a woman, and at in Phoenix, it was here. What? Wasn't it? That was the show here. I thought it was in uh, in up in Seattle area, but I thought it was in Phoenix. I hope it wasn't because it's maybe it just hit home so much that I just think it's here. She uh, was evidently uh, menstruating and uh, took out her feminine hygiene product and started to whirl it overhead like a lasso, an old Western lasso, and then chucked it into the crowd. And it looked a little bit like. Uh, a mouse that had just been pulled from a mouse trap. It was used. Oh, God, it was swolled. Yeah, it swolled, and it had a little. It looked like it had been dipped in uh, cherry chocolate. Oh. oh my God! I think my smell just came back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my brain just told me what that would have said. It's copper pennies and poop. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, anyway, so yeah, I I think those shows are the ones that you pretty much expect, and then the lady that's then the people that are surprised that uh, you know that kind of stuff goes on, and then Marilyn Manson's in trouble because he had a soundproof glass box that he called the bad girls' room that he would put his dates in if they didn't do what he wanted. Come uh, on, hey, look, you can't get Marilyn Marilyn Manson. You can't expect 
a normal Hallmark movie dating Marilyn Manson. Yeah. I don't. He's not allowed to rape you. That's the fact and all that stuff. But come on with the whole. Couldn't believe Marilyn Manson had. You listen I, to your date for timeout. Right. If I said to anybody, "Hey, get my my uh, soundproof glass box," you know I have that before you come to my house. Like there's like you walk in and see the what is this? Oh, it's my sound. It's the bad girls from. He's gonna tell you about it. That's not something he surprises you with, or shoves you in. <laughs> like you know that that's it. You're and he even said he goes, "Look, Marilyn Manson seems completely unconcerned with the." Uh, accusations everything he's like everyone i've ever been with is a consensual like-minded adult every single person so let him let him say that i did this and this and this but we were all in it together and i have to imagine that's true i have to kind of say i think i'm on Marilyn's side when it comes to the idea that these women knew they were dating Marilyn manson so in yeah. a certain aspect they gave a thumbs up to all the crazy that they walked into the first day he doesn't have a, again. He doesn't have the right to start, you know, pushing you around and physically assaulting you. But if you get in the bad girl box, that's you it's did see, that. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, hard not to see, think that's a little bit on you. But Brady, if I went to your house, you know, if we went and golfed and hung out together, and you're like, "Come on over for uh, dinner," and I'm like, "Okay," and then I noticed in the corner a clear glass case, I would say, "Say." What's that over there? And if you told me, oh, that's my uh, bad girl box. I keep uh, <laughs> soundproof. I had it built for uh, when things go south. I just I put Ronnie in there. And get- I'm like, okay. At that moment, I'm like, this is the last time I'm going to Brady's house. I'm not going in here anymore because he's got a soundproof bad girl punishment box. And I don't want to end up in that. I don't like that. Iron Maidens. I don't like wells. I don't like uh, rooms with locks on the outside. I'm just, I'm just not hanging out there, and it's just not happening. Other than the gunplay, he's, he's Phil Spector 2.0. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as far as we know, because the Phil Spector movie showed that he had like a knight's room. Yeah. And again, I have to say, ladies, there's a mixed message because Fifty Shades of Grey was like the number one all-time best-selling yeah. book. And like, there's certain aspects where you kind of – like it's sexy, but then when it actually starts happening, everybody goes to jail. I don't, I don't know what to expect with anybody. But if you like the Fifty Shades of Grey thing, he opens that door, and we've all seen the movie. Don't act like you haven't. When he opens the door to his sex dungeon, if you're not in it at that point, or you're like, I'll take this to a line, but he better behave. You're kind of complicit in the whole yeah. thing. If there's a sex dungeon, or Right. A torture room, and you go, hmm, I am curious. Your, your legal rights start to kind of disappear to the whole he was weird accusation. You can't get you can't get raped, but it's a lot tougher for the weirdo to read the room if you're walking into his sex dungeon and like, yeah, we'll try this, but I do have boundaries. <laughs> it's just strange to me. I just don't know. If you dated Marilyn Manson... That should be a law that Congress passes. If you date Marilyn Manson, grain of salt with all your complaints. <laughs> I, I, I honestly kind of have to believe that that's real. Like if you if you're going out with Marilyn Manson and you go to your friends and go, I think he's strange. What do you, do you guys like? Do, does any girl who's ever dated Marilyn Manson have friends who are like, I love Brian. He's just great. I'm so happy you two are together. <laughs> they don't have a single friend that's supportive of that relationship. You can't. I mean, imagine that, uh, Brady, if Kirby started to date Brian Warner, yeah, even you would be like, all right, I'm putting a stop to this. And you're the one who always says, she's got to live her own life and learn her own lessons. <laughs> if she brought Marilyn Manson But home, not that one. Yeah, yeah you're, you're going you're gonna to step in like Listen everyone. Listen here, you jack yeah. <laughs> Look here. I know about your punishment box, you jack slabby. You're going to have an awful lot of concrete to put my daughter's feet in shoes. <laughs> There'd be a knock just, on the door for sure. Absolutely, there'd be a knock on the door, and you would ban Kirby from dating him, which would, of course, drive her into the sex dungeon, and yeah. it would get worse. But as a, as a dad or a friend, you can't possibly. So, and, and afterwards, it's the same thing as the people who are unvaccinated. It's like, I don't want to hear your complaints when you get it. Uh, you know, I, just, I don't want to hear you complaining after dating Marilyn Manson that it got too weird for you. <laughs> it's just you dated Marilyn Manson. Take your lumps and walk away. I think I most of those bleach. guys with the uh, dungeons are laying kind of low now. 
Dungeon like guys have never been out in front, Brady. <laughs> yeah, but he's not. It's not a sex dungeon. He's a magician. No, I think there's he a ha- I think he has a sex room that he was displaying on one of his uh, on the cribs. I think maybe he was kidding because he's a comedian and a magician. I, yeah. If he's because Pen Gillette's sex room would be disgusting because of Pen Gillette. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Paul Marshall from KSLX having a sex dungeon. There's no reason. For that to occur or be even anything, it's a cave anyway. Yeah, you just you would never. He lives in a cave, but yeah. you, <laughs> you just don't. There's just certain people. Uh, sex dungeon guys laying low has been the mo of sex dungeon guy <laughs> from the beginning of even in like the I've 1300s. Got a yeah, the 1300s guys. You guys aren't gonna believe the addition I had. I had Aaron from uh, my uh, my. Uh, uh, construction company they're adding a sex dungeon like nobody says that it's never on zillow it's never in any of the descriptors on redfin uh sex dungeon available in back room no sex dungeon guy keeps that quiet you stage that room to make people think that you're not nuts <laughs> so when you are introduced to the sex dungeon what you then have, have to that switch. hidden baby room because he's a what man, he was a man baby he had his own nursery. Oh, oh baby. That was downtown oh, here, yeah. Baby Man. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. Didn't he die? Phoenix yes. Baby Man? He's dead he now, did, right? Yeah. yeah. He died of SIDS. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he was walking down Central in his outfit and passed away unexpectedly. But yeah, that guy was... But he was out in front because it was an attention grab. Like, that dude was trying to get people to notice him because he had no life skills. So at the age of 40, he decided to dress up like an infant and walk around outside because... We used to call that uh, crazy and put those people away, but now you got to treat everybody so normal that a dude can walk around dressed as a baby and everybody's like, oh, he's just expressing himself. <laughs> I'll never be that person. You, you, uh, spade is a spade, I say. Brett, that's not for you. But it was basically, I look at it and I say, if a dude dressed up as a baby is walking around the streets, he's crazy and he's not for me. And the second I walk into somebody's house and they're like, I'm creating a sex dungeon, even if it's not for me, I'm no longer interested in being around that because I have a feeling eventually that's going to be uh, on the news or he's going to be in trouble. And if you're too good of friends with it, yeah, that goes for us guys, too. If you have a friend with a sex dungeon, it, stop being friends with him because eventually he's going to call you and you're going to be on the news going, he's normal. It's OK. You can't associate with sex dungeon guy. They're weirdos. <laughs> it's just not normal. So, ladies, if there's a sex dungeon, it may sound sexy, but no dude with one is going to treat you with the respect you want well, in the end. sex dungeon guys don't exactly reveal that to even their buddies, do they? I have a respectful no. dungeon. For feel of being outed. I have. I am 49 and almost 49 and a half years old. None. 49 and a quarter. You're over? I have, in my life, met no one with a sex dungeon. The closest ever was a girl put uh, red light bulbs in her bedroom Ooh. and called it her sex dungeon. All right. Mirrors but on the they, ceiling. No, nothing. Just the red bulbs. And then sheer, like, I guess they were pantyhose that would go over the lamps or something to kind of make the room look different. It's a horrible fire hazard is all it was in the 90s to have that. Right, your but, people uh, must know some sex dungeon workers. I, I don't know nothing about that. Nothing about no, dungeons. Nothing about that. Yeah. Ain't no sex going on <laughs> in those dungeons, but maybe a hole here and there. You guys are. You guys can excavate a sex dungeon faster than anybody else. <laughs> Usually yeah. it's just so you have some place to put the, the contract work on <laughs> That's it. That's right. <laughs> I, I'm just becoming impatient with the idea that Marilyn Manson's former dates are all saying he was too weird for them. Get in the plexiglass box. What do you think's going to happen? You're going to just go to a certain level and Marilyn's like, I'm not taking it any further. He's going to get bored with what you're tolerant of and he's going to push the boundaries a little more. And you, you can't just go, all right, Marilyn, that's enough. At a certain point, you're on the Ferris wheel. You're going around and around until it stops, and you're not in control of it. I, I struggle with anybody's complaints about dating Marilyn. Charlie Sheen was another one when people started getting mad at him. It's like, you're dating Charlie Sheen. Of course there's sex and drugs all over you. You're going to get in trouble for it. You're living that lifestyle. Kirby, so. you're going to have to break up with R. Kelly. I'm sorry. Dad's <laughs> got to step in here. And You could even like the guy that Kirby's dating. And then, you know, go to his house Not and he's like the this. And then you see the sex dungeon. You're like, all right, this is over. Like, yeah. he could be a yeah. great. It's Can over you like him second. after that? No. Yeah. If, he's got a, if he's got a glass case, sound, if he's got soundproof anything, 
Hey, Homer, <laughs> come over here. Check it out. Sit in that for a minute and then scream your head off. Scream. No one can hear you. No one can hear you scream. That's a phrase that all bad guys say. No yep. one can hear your screams. So if there's a room specifically designed to muffle your screams and you get in it, it's on you. That's called, uh, you know, personal responsibility, and you got to keep your eyes on that. Osteen, I'm coming over and picking up my daughter. No more. <laughs> hey, Joel Osteen strikes me as a guy that would have a sex yeah. it's, it. You know, I tell you what, it's, um, what it is, Brady, is I, I built it to where God can't see inside here, so this is where I do all my naughty bits. You're blinking way wife. too much. I blink a lot. I blink a lot because I, in my head I can hear the screams of the ladies in my soundproof booth. It's an unbelievable thing. And let's bow our heads. I like to start with a little joke. I had a lady in a soundproof booth once with a an oyster in her asshole. <laughs> I was going to say, I need my I need my beeper. <laughs> I need my beeper. Right, you need to be oh. closer to that button. Oh, I need that button so bad because I want to tell a joke with the c word that I came up with yesterday, with the with the one that, the bad c word. Because I I was texting I was texting. There's my, a bad uh, one. There's a real bad one, Brady. <laughs> Uh, cabbage. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Ooh, cabbage is the worst seaweed in the world. That's Wash more your damage mouth than out good. with soap. Um, God, how can I phrase this? Well, I was texting my friend who still thinks Mason Rudolph has a future, Chris Cotero. He's not bright. And I said, uh, I said, did you see the Steelers have already um, ruled Mason Rudolph out for next week? I guess he's suffering some, something called spontaneous bleeding. Like he got hit so hard he's doing that. And Chris fires back. He goes, I didn't see that. And I'm like, yeah, but evidently it happens to him every 28 days because he's a. <laughs> You're just full of negativity. And I'm like, yeah, I tested, uh, I tested negative on Friday and, or Sunday. <laughs> That's the so, best response. So I'm full of A. Everybody said I was, needed to be yeah. more positive. I, I was negative for four, test results. Yeah, I was positive for four days, and all I did was sleep. Negative works out better for me. I like this form better. Uh, Bert, what's in the big uh, board of musical stuff? All right, Wake Up Song brought to you by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop on Gilbert Road in Southern. Check them out at Action Ride Shop on all the socials and actionrideshop.com. They got uh, all their stock is updated there so you can see what kind of new bikes they got in, boards, bindings, everything, getting you guys ready for the winter. But uh, let's see here. Metall- a lot of stuff for you. So we got saliva, <laughs> your disease, uh, spine shank, new disease, uh, bear tooth disease. Um, Skinner, that smell, uh, Skindred sicker, uh, kiss, lick it up. Let's see here. Ramones, you sound like you're sick. Uh, calm before the storm. The boys are back in town for your triumphant return. Uh, drink to the dead, (laughs) curl the burl and, uh, whiskey in the jar. Well, since you have them in front of you, I'll let you choose. I got an email from our funniest listener, Scott Haynes, who evidently he said, I think I had COVID as well, uh, from your symptoms. I slept for 18 hours, too, and then realized that I had left my computer on Brady's Instagram page. <laughs> yeah, that's true, Scott. That'll do it. That's the exact same thing. And then Jay Guten, ta- uh, uh, Jay says, hey, man, good to have the boys back in town, man. I'm trying to do the math here after listening to the show and John's not there, and I'm trying to break it down into fractions. And let me tell you this, man, it's not a quarter apiece. Brady gets a little bit more. I think Dick Toledo represents about 2.5% of entertainment on this program. <laughs> then she says, no, disres- no disrespect. Right. Right. <laughs> that means it's always that the without- qualifier. That's like no offense. Yeah, no You're offense. You're always offending you- someone after that. <laughs> hey, no offense. And I don't, I, hopefully this doesn't hurt your feelings, but you're fat. <laughs> no offense. Uh, I said no offense. What she's saying is that without you, Toledo, the show still clips along at a 97.5%. Place. Right, right. <laughs> wow. No disrespect, man. Just truth. I turn into the show every day, but it appears 98 KUPD's broken up with me, man. Thanks to Dick blocking all my emails. Glad you're well, man. You sound a little congested. Keep eating those vitamins. They're lifesavers, man. Signed, J. F you, Dick. So... All the all the wonderful emails coming in from our listeners are are, uh, are very nice, especially that one. Toledo, yeah, that's a good thing though. You're putting in two point five percent of the show, and I appreciate that. Right. Without it, we can't be whole. We are not whole without that extra two point five percent. You are like the the the, the non fat milk of the morning show, old two percent Toledo, as we call it. Uh, what are you choosing there, Brad? Uh, let's go with uh, saliva. Your disease. What the hell? All right. 
I was going to get on my bike there, speaking of action ride shops, and go for a little ride while I had the COVID. I don't know if that's okay or not. Is it? Sure, it is. I felt weird when, when I was uh, down with it. You, you feel good, and I felt I did uh, walk around the block one time, like during the you know four or five days. You said you just wanted to get out. Yeah, well, that's you feel like, oh my gosh, are people watching? You know, they, they have no idea. Yeah, but you're. I still would. I would worry like about you because of the interaction possibilities. For me, I don't think it's a like. I'm. I would be thrilled to scream to people. Got COVID. Can't talk. <laughs> I think uh, you would struggle with that. Well, there might, and there might be a little pressure. Like if you if you're out on your bike and all of a sudden, then someone um, there is someone that recognizes you or whatever. Doesn't he have COVID? And then going through that headache. Well, the sure. guy's got COVID and he's out and about. Yeah. What an idiot! Well, I, yeah, that would be well, terrible. If knowing yeah. that and they still approach him. Yeah, that, then well, that's not a person that you my, see him. Yeah. It's my it's shot like, to meet John. That's like the Manson sex <laughs> dungeon. If you, if you know it already, yeah, you know yeah. It. that's true. Yeah, Brett's right. That becomes man. That, that your defense goes away when you're like, "Well, I approached him because I knew he had COVID, yeah, and I wanted to tell him how dare you." Yeah, I didn't want to do it. A, I didn't want the hassle. B, I just didn't know if it was okay. Like, I don't know if I can still just spit it out. And then, and then I started to think, well, if you crash, you know, and then like if EMTs and so I thought of the worst case scenario is like if an EMT had to help me, you know, and then, right. I'm, then I'm doing all. <laughs> exactly. I, know, I know they face, yeah. but then you're like, ah, I just don't want to put anybody in that spot. It's just weird. So. Yeah, I, I so I didn't do a thing. I pumped the tires up. I got real excited about maybe going out, but then I didn't do anything. Just walked around the backyard a bunch. That was about it. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think Brady's problem with that would have been potential new friend wants to talk. <laughs> so you needed to you needed to stay in the house, but and I don't know. Can I get it again? I think I'm pretty immune for like five months, right? Yeah, don't you get the antibodies? Yeah, I at think that so. Time? I think it's pretty strong right off yeah. the bat. So I can do anything now. Oh yeah, lick doorknobs and everything. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be all over COVID. licking stuff. I, yeah, I can. I eat. I eat that for breakfast, Brady. Poop. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be on it. I need my button. <laughs> Hopefully, it's only one day. And I am. I think I'm just going to come to work tomorrow. <laughs> You're going to do what you want anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just going to show up. I don't think anybody knows anything. I don't. Think, I totally agree there. I don't know what the repercussions are other than just sending me home, and I'm fine with that. Right. But who's even there until nine? Well, people down the hall will be freaked out. Yeah, but like what Brett said, uh, you know I've got it, so don't approach me or you're, yeah. you're doing the sex Stay engine away. thing. Yeah, but, then, your but then that's on you. You can't go anywhere other than this little uh, finger of the building. Okay. All right. Perfect. I don't anyway. <laughs> when am I your, wandering off? You go down to your uh, your office. You go to the vending machine. See, that's the killer for you. You you can't. Go so to the I kitchen. won't for a couple days. There you or go. Or I will. I'll do whatever I want. You saw the email. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'll do whatever I want. If I need some M and M's, I'll go get them, and then I'll just spray Lysol all over the place. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's all over. But yeah, the negative tests and all those home tests and stuff are fantastic. Got loads of them. And anybody that has a complaint about that, because I've had. Both sides. You took a home test and said negative. And you took one. Uh, the very same test. It, it like you can't pick your battle. So highly recommend getting those things. They're easy. Just follow the directions. That's Dexter it. Dexter says, John, uh, how do I get repercussions for this? I have a sexless dungeon, also known as my marital marital bedroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And where's, again, where's my reparations? If you were to go to a lawyer and say, Look, I got married. I've been married for a long time, and we don't have sex anymore. You don't have a valid complaint. You got married. You knew that was a thing. It's the same as Marilyn Manson's sex dungeon. You know what's going to happen next once you get married. It's a fact. Anyway, yeah, sexless marriage, that's not a complaint. That's called marriage. It's just what it is. Women hate it. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.